We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Friday morning, week 16, we're talking NFL, DFS, the entire Sunday slate. All coming up next on the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Happy Friday morning, everybody. Happy holidays, everybody. We are at week 16 of the NFL season talking DFS. I am Scott Jensta, joined as always by Ryan Belongi. If you could please rate and review the podcast, we do appreciate that. If you enjoyed listening to us all year, uh, we appreciate uh, some nice comments. The good stars goes uh, helps uh, helps people find the podcast, etc. Uh, we always want to give a give a quick kick to uh, Rotowire. If you want to check out all the rankings and stuff, you can get a free free 10 day subscription. Rotowire.com slash pod. Check us out there. Uh, Ryan, week 16, we got a massive, massive game, not on the main slate. It's on Monday night, but, uh, you know, by DVO, uh, DVOA numbers, one of the better regular season games ever. But uh, we're talking the Sunday slate. But first of all, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Um, you know, excited for the holidays, excited we have NFL slates on Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yep. Um, there's big soccer slates on all those days, too. So, yeah, it'll be fun. A lot, a lot of gambling, a lot of watching sports. Hanging with the family. Um, I like the exciting... I like the hang. I like the hanging. The family came third in your list. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I'm excited I, to hang with family. I know. I'm kidding. That's that, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. No, we got uh, we have uh, we had a Thursday night game last last night, which actually the man the Rams look good. I I've been talking on Twitter a little bit, but I don't think anybody wants to play the Rams week one of the of the NFC playoffs. Like if you're Dallas, Philly. The Niners, if they stumble, uh, Detroit, one of those teams. Like you did, I, that's not. Exactly, I think that's the one team you don't want to play. But uh, we've got two games Saturday, three games Monday. The uh, the NFL uh, since the Monday kind of uh, stepped on the NBA slate for Christmas. So we got five NBA games. We got three NFL games. Uh, topped by the Niners and Ravens on Monday night. Uh, real quick before we get to the Sunday slate, give me your Niners uh, Niners Ravens pick. I got to go with the Niners. Right. Um, I, I guess I we just, can keep I, doing the rest of the podcast then. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel like they're the best team in the league. Uh, I think the Ravens are a good team too, but I kind of think the Niners just pipped them everywhere, just just a little bit, uh, especially if Purdy keeps it up. Uh, do, do you agree? I think it's, I mean, a home game, so yeah, I think so. But it's going to be a really fascinating game. The Niners, the one thing they do struggle with is running quarterbacks, and uh, Kyler gets a little bit loose on them usually, but Lamar is a completely different animal than some of the guys they played. He's awesome. Um, so it's just, uh, it's going to be interesting. Cause I think that, uh, if he gets loose, uh, that could totally change up what they do. The Niners did not play the run well last week at all. Uh, both Eric Armstead and Javon Hargrave didn't play. They're both questionable this week. If that is, those guys don't play in the middle, 
that opens up the middle and the linebackers, uh, you know, Warner and Greenland kind of have to go there. They did not play well last week either, which is rare. Uh, Fred, Fred Warner plays well almost every week. He was not very good last week. If they got to really pack that middle and then Lamar can get outside, that changes things. So I think that's the, that's the key thing is kind of how they – if they keep Lamar hemmed in like they did with Hurts, they played Hurts really, really well in Philly. Um, they can keep him hemmed in. I think they win the game. If not, I think it gets to be a little bit more of a shootout. We'll see if the Niners can can shoot out against that Ravens D. Because the Ravens defense is uh, is pretty darn good. This is a, definitely a different beast than the Ravens D. So it uh, should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, we got Warriors Warriors Nuggets during the day on Christmas. The Niners Ravens at night. So uh, everybody get their presents open early because we got a lot going on that day. Wow, yeah, two great games. I saw some crazy Purdy stat where he has the fewest passing attempts in the league, but the second most passing yards yeah or i think it's like, like that. i think it's like 29th when you get injuries and stuff but yeah it's like essentially last and essentially first it's uh yeah when you have a you have a historic yards per attempt uh good things happen yeah that's awesome yeah it's uh, it should be a lot of fun I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that game i think it'll be uh an interesting test and the weird thing is like i know the niners are up and the, the percentages all have them as, as the one seed but like if they lose this game they probably have to beat the rams week 18 though we get to go to get the one seed because philly ain't losing again with their scheduling think of the giants twice and the, and the cardinals once maybe um yeah i i really don't want niners rams week 18 to be that big of a game because the rams are going to definitely need that game so it's going to be full go for for them yeah, so big game for the Niners. I'm sure they'd love to rest some guys against the Rams instead of having to yeah. play for something. Yeah, you want to play a half in that game, maybe get some guys out, that sort of thing. But uh, let's get to our slate. Uh, we're talking the Sunday main slate. We've got nine games on the slate. We mentioned there's a lot of uh, you know kind of holiday games, uh, two Saturday, three Mondays. So we're down to nine games, six early, three late, but still a lot of games. We have a massive game on the slate, too. We've got Cowboys-Dolphins. Uh, we'll start with that. we got two games that are, that are high total games, Cowboys-Dolphins, 49 and a half. Lions, Vikings, 47 and a half. But um, real quick, we'll obviously talk about all the players as we as we get going here. But Cowboys-Dolphins is kind of an interesting game because both defenses are actually playing pretty well. Uh, the offenses, one's a little bit banged up. Um, you know, we got Devin Achan and Tyreek Hill questionable. I think both guys are going to play. And then we got Dallas the offense who's coming off an absolute uh, laying, laying of an egg last week against, uh, against Buffalo. Uh, so weirdly, like, this is a lot of big-name guys, a lot of high-salary guys, but um, – you know, if you if you get into the numbers deeply, you can see a little bit of defense being played in this game. Yeah, uh, um, it's tricky. So I think the, you know, James Cook and Buffalo ran for what, like 266 yards on yep. the Cowboys last week. Um, Miami's been wanting to run the ball. I think that's what they're going to want to do here. Um, so I don't know, like, you can see if it goes Miami's way, that maybe these guys don't pay off their salary, but I think it's an interesting spot for Dallas. Like clearly they have something to prove now after you said it laying an egg last week in Buffalo, that was really disappointing, but yeah, it's a tough matchup. You know, Buffalo's defense is pretty good. Ramsey and Howard uh, defending CD lamb. Like I had, I was interested for your take. It's tough for me to get to Tua. You just look at the numbers and he hasn't been throwing for a lot of yards. He hasn't been scoring a lot of fantasy points. I think he, he he's only put up more than 25 fantasy points like once since week three, I believe. I mean, now they haven't been pushed that often, but they really play slow, Miami. And Dallas could bring it out of them. Dallas plays fast. But, yeah, I don't know, Scott. Um, I haven't quite decided on that game. My lean was to maybe take another shot on Dak. Um, but it's – kind of a tough matchup for him and CD. I don't know. What do you think? 
it's weird, right? Because you see the high total, you see all the stars, then you get into it. Like I said, and you're just like, oh, well, this is kind of a tough matchup for this guy, tough matchup for this guy. Um, I think the theory on, you know, the, the theory to play Tua would be you just hope that this turns into a shootout. I think that's, that's what you're hoping for is, you know, the teams get rolling. Um, they can't play slow because Dallas keeps scoring. And I think that uh, there, there are certainly paths where this turns into a shootout. There's so much talent in offense, the defense may not matter. Um, Jonathan Hankins for Dallas is a big, uh, big question mark. I don't think he's going to play. And, uh, you know, their run defense is completely different with him out of there. So you can see that. I mean, they hadn't given up a 100-yard rusher all season until last week. And Cook goes for 170. And Josh Allen doesn't even have to throw the ball because they're just running the ball so well. It reminded me of that. I mean, it's going to be a bad memory for you. But that Niners-Packers game, the, the, the playoff game where, you know, uh, Garoppolo didn't throw a pass in the second half. Everybody's like, oh, it's because Jimmy sucks. Like, well, no, it's because they're running nine yards a pop. Like, why would you ever throw the ball? So, um, you know, Buffalo had that rolling. But, yeah, to me, too, it's like – I thought at first this would be like the game everybody stacks, but the A, it's you could kind of see the defense, and B, the the top stacks are really expensive. I mean, Tua, if you want to play Tua Tyreek CD, that's insanely. I mean, both CD and, and Tyreek are over nine thousand on DraftKings, and if you want to go with Dak, I mean, he's even more expensive. And then you want to go CD and Tyreek on the way back, so you gotta if you want to stack it, you gotta have to figure out how to do it or find really cheap guys elsewhere. The interesting part is that there are no expensive running backs on the slate. So there's like, there's no McCaffrey. Uh, I think there's nobody under what's over like 7,400 that we would, they would play. So I think that if you wanted to spend a receiver, it's we can do it. There's a lot of, there, we'll talk about the, uh, there's probably three running backs in the 5,000. I think you're going to be pretty popular as one, especially, but there are a lot of ways to build this week, especially with no expensive running backs, but uh, it gets expensive fast. And I, there's some other games I like, I think which kind of comes down to for me. Yeah, me too. And like you said, I don't even think you can play Tyreek, uh, CD, and then Dak or Tua. Like it leaves you with, I don't know. Yeah, you'd have to really stretch to do it. So it's a tough game to stack. What makes it interesting is I, like nobody's going to play Tua. And this is, I'm not saying I want to, but this is like Tyreek Hill's ownership is going to be lower than pretty much any other week. Even Dak and these Cowboys are going to be under 10%. Like CeeDee Lamb might catch a little bit of ownership. But for for the highest total game of the week, and like clearly the game that has the most potential to shoot out, it's not going to take on that much ownership. So that makes it at least interesting. Um, so so I looked, and if you put in, if you go Dak, CD, and Tyreek, and you put in a really cheap defense, and I'm just going with a really cheap uh, tight end, you have 5k running backs you have uh i'm looking at here you have about 4400 a spot for the last four spots that's two running backs and two receivers that is really really tough that's really really tough yeah and that's with that's with essentially punting defense and i've just put a conk on it you could probably go a cheaper tight end if you really wanted to punt that but either way you're talking mid fours average for last spot and that includes both running backs we talked about those there's cheap running backs but those guys are in the fives like it's just you're gonna have right you're going to have two receivers in the threes. Yeah. You, that, yeah. You put in two 5K running backs, it leaves you with about 3,000. So you're going to need. Oh, so yeah, even less. Yeah. Two 3K guys and a 3K tight end. So basically three min punts. Like, I, it just doesn't work. Like, yeah, you would need right. massive just, ceiling scores. Yeah. I put in two mid fives running back. It just it doesn't work. I think that uh, it's, it's possible physically, but it's almost impossible to get a team you remotely like playing. Dak, CD, and Tyreek. Yeah. Um, and I guess people, it's a, people will people will do it. People will find ways to punt, but uh, I mean you better you better really have some plays down there you love. Yeah, I think a, a popular thing to do will be to leave the QB out 
Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, I guess a little bit of a, a segue, but I think Nick Mullins is going to end up maybe as the most popular quarterback on the slate. That's a good segue. Is, Lions, Lions yeah. Vikings is the next game at 47 and a half. Talk to me about that game. Yeah, so I think you're going to have the most popular quarterback in Mullins. I think Ty Chandler will be the most popular running back on the slate. He's 5,600 after a big game against the Bengals, and he had 26 touches for 150-some yards. And uh, Kevin O'Connell came out and said he's going to be the feature guy. So, yeah, I think Chandler will be chalk, and Justin Jefferson will be one of the more popular receivers. So, yeah, there's really good plays on the Minnesota side. Um, From, like, a game stack perspective, I don't think anyone's really going to play Lions. So that makes it kind of interesting if you would want to stack that game. I think there's some merit to stacking that game. You know, it's one of the few games in a dome. Lions games in domes have been great. Um, the Lions are have been really bad against the pass. And, yeah, there's just a lot of value on the Minnesota side. So that game's interesting. Yeah, I think so, too. That was the game that as I was kind of looking. That was the one that uh, there's and there's one coming down low that I'd, I'd like to figure out, but I can't quite do it. Um, but yeah, Lions Vikings is the one that jumped out to me. You mentioned the dome thing. Like golf is a completely different player in, in outside and inside. I'll give you the stats later, but it's just he's he's fully different in those games. He's, his stats inside are awesome. And his stats outside are just bad. So uh, you never know game by game, but indoors, um, you know, we mentioned that we mentioned before the Lions defense has not quite been what it has been the, uh, the last few early in the season. Uh, obviously, they were better last week. They played pretty well last week. But, uh, you know, Goff had five touchdown passes. I think that you can uh, – Goff, Amon-Ra, coming back with, Ch- with Chandler, I think, could be could be workable too. That was kind of the, one of the first stacks that I built. Um, it's hard to go Amon-Ra and, and Jefferson, although it's more doable than Tyreek and CD because they're both in the eights and CD and Tyreek are in the nines. But uh, you could you could, you could could build that one too. I think that would be one that would be a little different. I don't think people are going to play – uh, Amon Ra and Jefferson together, although I think it's workable. Um, any other games down here? We got uh, we have two games in the middle, uh, total wise. We have Colts Falcons forty four and a half, Cardinals Bears forty three and a half, and then we have a slew of games in the low totals. But before we get to those, um, either Cardinals Bears or Colts Falcons, what do you think? Uh, either of those games uh, that uh, that you like as a game you get to kind of get multiple players in. Yeah, I think either of them um, seems like a great spot for Fields. Yeah, Fields sure does. And- DJ Moore and I, uh, I, when I was doing it, I thought Fields were more popular than Mullins, but uh, Mullins is so cheap. You might be right, but I think Fields, Fields, I think Fields, DJ Moore is going to be pretty popular this week. Me too. Yeah. And I think Fields, he will be one of the most, yeah. One of the two most popular quarterbacks. I think you're right. Um, It's just a great spot against Arizona. They've been getting crushed all year. Um, You know, you can run it back with Trey McBride. who looks like one of the best tight ends on the board. Um, probably the best actually. Trey McBride's going to be popular, so yeah, I really like that stack. But yeah, it'll it'll carry some ownership. Um, you know, just r- real quick, Mullins and Jefferson versus Fields and DJ Moore. Like, does any d- does one of those jump out to you as clearly better than the other one? I kind of lean like, Fields. Feels DJ more, but yeah, I mean it's Justin Jefferson. Like, you can't ever rule this. The thing, the thing with Mullins is, and I think like I think we talked about it last week a little bit, but like he's gonna put up some stats. He's gonna throw the ball to the other team too. Like I, I watched him for I think it was 16 starts as a Niners quarterback, and like every game you're like this guy might put up some stats, but holy hell, is he gonna throw a pick six or two? Like it's just he has some throws, you just like mind-boggling reads. You just and he did last week. Like the, he, he like 
he had 300 yards passing it since he probably lost them the game with those two with those two picks. I mean, one in the red zone, one the falling down play that was just an absurd decision, absurd that it turned into an interception. Like he got really bad luck to have a horrible idea. But I mean, that, that's Nick Mullins. And like, it's maybe kind of a Jameis Winston Jr. where we kind of like that for fantasy. Yep. No, I agree. Um, yeah, that, that game was – they shouldn't – that game was tough last week. No way they should have lost that game. There were like, multiple teams in the AFC. Like, Cleveland had no business winning that game. And Cincy. Like, like Buffalo looked like they were going to suddenly be in great shape. And But even before they played their, their game against the Cowboys. And all of a sudden, Cincy pulled that miracle out. And Cleveland, like, they were down 17-7. And, and, and Fields had that fourth and one. And it was like he had that – he had the corner. There's no way he gets tackled. And that guy makes an unreal play. And all of a sudden, they score three times in a row. And they, and they win the game. It's just uh, – it was a, it was a wild afternoon of teams kind of keeping their playoff keeping their playoff lives alive. Yeah, and Chicago still could have won it with that hail mary that landed right on. I, I can't on top of Mooney. I can't believe Mooney dropped up. It like went, I, I know it's like in slow motion it looks easy, but like in the moment, like everything's going fast. You're kind of flailing. So everybody's like, oh, how, they freeze it. How do you not catch this? But man, it really it fell right in his lap. Tough. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, back to the other game, uh, the Colts Falcons. Uh, I think it would be a great spot for Jonathan Taylor, it, especially if Zach Moss is ruled out. I don't know what's going to happen with Moss, but uh, do you? I mean, do you have any sort of feel that Taylor? I mean, it was a thumb, so it's not like a conditioning thing. But do you think they give him a, a full workload if he plays? Yeah, I don't know. I do have some concern, but yeah, yeah because it was thumb. Like that's why I you'd like Moss to be out. It was like I know they have other guys. I think Sermon and Goodson mixed in last I week i couldn't but, believe trey, trey sermon was a thing last week that was crazy yeah former 49er yeah nice um, uh, solid third round draft pick there <laughs> but yeah like it's it's a great spot for the colts this is i believe the biggest uh mismatch between a good offensive line and a bad defensive line uh the, the falcons defensive line has been bad against the run they rank 30th in the league i believe colts offensive line has been playing well lately you're going to have Heineke back in there. So, yeah, it's a good spot for Jonathan Taylor. But you're right, some question marks around yep. the workload. And then on the other side, it would be, be a great spot for Bijan Robinson if cool. if he's going to get touches. Uh, last week I, uh, he got seven I, carries. I played Bijan on my Stafford Cup Christian McCaffrey team last week. It, uh, it uh, absolutely – I was like, I'm doing – I'm rolling here. Bijan just murdered that team. Yeah, I mean, just absolutely brutal. You, you never know what you're going to get with Arthur Smith. Um, I'd like to believe back at home after, you know, more criticism surrounding Bijan's touches that it'll be different this week. But again, there's a lot of risk there too. Um, new, uh, new quarterback too. Do you think Heineke helps Pitts in London and those guys? I'd like to think so. Right. I mean, yeah. I, I think Heineke is a better passer than Ritter, right? I do too. I do too. Yeah. So yeah, it makes London interesting. Colts, uh, Colts have had a league high ten games go over the uh, over the total this season. They are the uh, they are the best over under team on the over in the whole NFL. Yeah, you could see this one back and forth, and a lot of players in this game project well. Um, yeah. I didn't think Pittman, you know, it didn't seem like Pittman would be playing Oof. after the hit he took. Yeah, um, but he's been practicing fully and seems trending in the right direction. He's going to project as one of the better receivers, and it makes sense with. I mean, he was on his way to crushing in that other game, uh, in the game where he got injured. I don't know. So I, I might have some interest in Pittman. Is, I don't know. Do you like this game? 
I kind of do, but I'm trying to figure out how to play it. Like, I think there's going to be some points scored in this game, but we, you know, Heineke kind of throws a wrench into it. But I think it's a good wrench. I think that um, I don't. I'm not a Desmond Ritter guy, so and that interception he threw last week was so abysmal. Like, I saw a breakdown of it by someone. It's like not only was it a horrible idea, but there's a guy like wide open on the other, like right next to whoever he tried to force it into. But yeah, I kind of do. I, I I'm a little wary though on Bijan and Taylor just because Bijan's workload. Like he fumbled last week, and maybe that was why. And maybe Arthur Smith was like, "You fumbled, you're done." But I mean, insane to take out your best player because he fumbled, but uh, you know, they do happen. Didn't do it multiple times, but uh, yeah. So it, I, I find it as an interesting game, but I find it as, and we'll talk about players. I find it hard to figure out um, exactly how to play because Pittman's really good, but you know, coming off that, he's got to clear the concussion protocol. I know he's practicing, but he still has to clear the protocol. Um, but you're right, he was he was killing Pittsburgh until he got hurt. Like it was in the was 78 yards. And it was the second quarter. Um, so yeah, I do like that game. I try to figure out how to play it uh, more than anything. Um, real quick on the low total games before we get into specific players, uh, we got Seahawks Titans at 41 and a half, Jaguars Bucks at 41 and a half, Browns Texans at 40 and a half. Every Bounds road game has gone uh, has gone under. I think I think I read that right. Um, Packers Panthers 37 and a half, Commanders Jets 36 and a half. Uh, Commanders Jets worst two teams in the NFL since Week Seven. Both of them have a minus 80 or worse uh, point differential. That is a horrendous football game. Wow. Yeah, that's bad. Um, maybe, maybe some play, maybe a few players. I don't, um, I think the Jags bucks game would be interesting if Trevor Lawrence plays. Um, so I don't know. There's a lot of news. We're gonna By the way, I'm sorry. On, Every so. Browns game on the road has gone over. I had that said that backwards. Every Browns game. So their defense has not been as good on the road. That makes sense. So their, their, their road games have gone over. The totals have kind of worked on the fact how good their defense has been. Their defense has not been as good on the road, but uh, we got mm. a Texans team that who knows who the hell's playing is the problem. Yeah, I remember Minshew going crazy in that yeah, Browns right. game that had like eighty points in it or whatever. Yeah. Um, Any of these no, games, like mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I think this game's sneaky high scoring. Like it's hard to. I think we got specific yeah. players on some of these games, but like Trevor Lawrence might be out for Jacksonville. That changes that game a lot because that could have been. I actually, they think it could have been a high scoring one for me. Like uh, the I, I like to attack the Bucks defense and the Bucks offense. I mean Baker was. Dylan, sorry about that in Green Bay last week, but man, he was awesome. Um, any of these other games interest you at all? Yeah, I mean that one would. You're right, Baker yeah. was awesome. It'd be yeah. a great spot for Lawrence and the Jags passing game. Tampa's yeah. one of the best spots you can have. Um, the Jags are going to have uh, Christian Kirk's already out. Zay Jones is going to be out. So if Lawrence plays, great spot for Ridley, Evan Ingram, yeah. and even the rookie Washington. He he'd be one of the better cheap values on the slate um can pretty you good get spot. in can you get involved there at all if cj bethard is playing quarterback mm. bethard 5100 yeah i don't think no i don't think i'd get involved in i just yeah. don't know if the ceilings would be there but uh, uh as someone I who s- watched cj bethard play in San Francisco, also the ceilings would not be there right so i'd probably you know X out Ridley and Ingram, but maybe because Washington's so cheap, you know, yeah. you could still get to, you know, 17, 18 points or something with a touchdown. So I think he'd still be okay. But yeah, uh, that would, if, if, if that happens, Scott, I'd probably have most interest in Rashad white. Um, most expensive running back on the board this week, which is you ever, you ever, you ever, you ever think we get, we'd get there. Never. I mean, that's <laughs> unbelievable. But yeah, it'd be a great spot. You know, Tampa would be uh, sizable favorites at home. He's had 20 plus carries in three straight games. Yeah. That's without the receiving. 
Um, I remember, scoring... I remember, like three or four weeks ago, we're like Rashad White's really on a roll right here, and then he's just every game has been, yeah, he's been consistently over what ninety eight yards and six, whatever the number is, um, just consistent every single week. Yeah, he just keeps keeps doing it, and you know, with the lack of no Christian McCaffrey on this slate, the uncertainty uncertainty around Taylor, yeah. uh, the two Dolphins running backs are the other two that are priced up there, so like. You know, a 25-point game from a running back could separate you. So, yeah, I'd have some interest in White if that was the case. Um, yeah, from these other games, under 40. You got any thoughts on Brees Hall? He projects okay, you know, a ho- a, their home favorites against a bad Washington team. Uh, yeah, after last week, I'm uh, kind of just <laughs> off Brees Hall. Yeah. I, I kind of liked him last week after the week before. He was so involved in the passing games they were trailing, and then – Last week they were trailing again and he didn't do anything. I just, it's so hard for me to do anything with this offense right now. You know, I think there have been weeks we liked Garrett Wilson and he was really good two weeks ago, but then absolutely laid an egg, you know, last week and you know, 30 yards or whatever it was. Yeah. Brees Hall had two targets last week. He went nine, eight, nine, and then two targets. Last week. He only played 23 snaps last week. I don't know if he got mm. banged up or what happened there, but it's just, uh, I, yeah. I just, I just don't that's think I want to play. I don't think I want to play Jets guys in the Jets. I mean, there's probably against the commanders is probably someone that's going to do well, but uh, you know, if you want to go Brees Hall or Garrett Wilson, go for it. But I just – I think that's because I'm a – I hate to say cross-off game because I'm probably play, I might play defense in that game. But um, mm-hmm. I, I probably – I don't think it's worth trying to figure out what offensive player to use there because it's just – it's going to be too tough. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I see Zach Wilson just got ruled out and Simeon's looked yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. So, I, who knows what you get there. I think – yeah, you're going Trevor Simeon. I, do I really want to put money on that one? I just – I don't think so. Uh, but let's jump into specific game or players here and, and stacks, that kind of thing. But first, a note from our sponsors at Circa. Get ready for the ultimate big game parties at Circa Resort and Casino. Super Sunday is in Las Vegas this year. Watch the big game poolside at Stadium Swim's big game viewing party. A massive screen, booming game sound, a view of the pyrotechnic and visual effects throughout the game. Snag the best seat in the sun with day beds, poolside boxes, cabanas, and more. Or you can touch down the world's largest sports book, Circa Sports for the Big Game Bash. Three stories of football glory featuring a 78 million pixel screen. Book your seat with a variety of reservation options, including bottle service, open bar, stadium style food, and more. Don't miss these legendary viewing experiences on February 11th. The Big Game Party is only at Circa Resort and Casino. Reserve today at CircaLasVegas.com. So, Ron, I want to jump right into uh, quarterbacks and game stacks here. I think that, uh, you know, as we get into guys here, we'll talk about some popular players, but. Um, we talked a little bit about Miami Dallas. Uh, I think it's a, a game with a lot of big name stars. Uh, if you're playing one of the quarterbacks from kind of your field earlier, it sounds like you're playing Dak over two, but talk to me about the the two quarterbacks in this, uh, this big high profile, uh, you know, high total game. Yeah. My, my lean was to play Dak. Um, you know, I don't really want to play either of them. So <laughs> it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of tough for me to sell it. Um, Miami yeah, has Miami's been really good against the past since Jalen Ramsey got back. Right. Like, you know, they had that one game two weeks ago against Levis and the Titans where they kind of blew it and Hopkins went off, but that yeah. was a little bit fluky. Yeah. So I, you know, I kind of want to play CD lamb, but like you said, they have Ramsey and Howard, you know, both will be on CD at different times. I know CD lines up everywhere and, pretty much nobody can cover him, but still it's a, it's a tough spot. Um, and I do think Miami's wants to slow the game down a little bit. They'd love to get a lead and run the ball. Um, 
there are there are paths to it shooting out. I think that involves Dallas. Dallas starting off well and building a lead. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how that necessarily works for stacks. Like I just I worry about Tua's ceiling. I know, you know, he could get into a shootout and throw a lot, but even still, I feel like those running backs vulture so many touchdowns when they when they get close to the goal line. Um, I don't know, Scott. I think my you know my lean is Dak. But it's expensive if you yeah. roster him with C. I mean, what do you do? Like Dak, I don't. Like, you can't play Tyreek then, or you have to fade CD. I don't mind that. Maybe you play Dak Ferguson and Tyreek, or something. you know, I, I I don't know. I'm kind of lost what to do with this game. What do yeah. you think? Even like Dak CD and Waddle is really expensive. I mean, Waddle's but Waddle's twenty five hundred dollars less than or twenty two hundred less than Tyreek. So maybe you could try and do that. Dak Ferguson's probably the way that I would go. It's interesting you said that because I, I think if you're going to do it with Dak, that you probably fade Lamb. But man, Lamb's the best receiver in like targets, yards, and touchdowns in the second half of the football season. So like, I, if you're going to play Dak, like, you know, you just you, I think you have to play CD. You have to go cheaper elsewhere. You could go with one of the one of the running backs, I suppose, in the sevens. But like, who do you pick there? Um, the crazy stat with Miami, Miami defense. We've talked about how they've been really good. They've given up three touchdown passes the last five games, like which is a crazy stat, but. Here's the quarterbacks they face in that stretch. Simeon and Zach Wilson. Will Levis, who had some bunch of yards but only one touchdown. Sam Howell, Tim Boyle, and Aiden O'Connell. Like, suddenly that comes into effect like, well, okay, well, they they, they don't give a passing touchdown to those guys because nobody gives a passing touchdown to those guys. Like, maybe Sam Howell. But if you scroll back a little bit further, you go Mahomes had two, Mac Jones had two, Jalen Hurts had two, and they faced Bryce Young and Daniel Jones, Tyreek Taylor, or uh, Tyrod Taylor, and then Josh Allen had four against them week four. Like, it's throwing way back. But they've really faced a lot of weak quarterbacks. Obviously, Mahomes jumps out there. He had he only had 185, 185 passing yards in that game. So they have played really well. Um, I keep trying to chalk myself into a way to get to this game, and then I keep running into stats that I don't like. Um, you know, two has been a top 12 quarterback, only two of the last six weeks, three of the last eight. Um, Cowboys lead the league in pressure rate. That's the one thing that has is a problem for Tua. Like, if he – Last week, they got the ball out of his hands so fast. Like, McDaniel really, really built that game plan really well. But, uh, you know, that's not as easy to do against against Dallas. They're going to get pressure on the quarterback. He's got to – you got to – he's got to step and and throw. And I just – I worry about that with two because any pressure and he just – their offense totally changes. Um, I don't think I'm going to play either quarterback in this game. It's kind of what it comes down to, which is scary when you've got the high-profile, high-total game. But um, I think I just like quarterbacks elsewhere, to be honest. Yeah, I think I'm with you. And – yeah, just all yeah, it makes sense to play a cheaper quarterback. You can just afford so much more. Um so right below those guys, there are two quarterbacks I do like. We have Justin Fields at 7100. We have Jared Goff at 6900. Um from talking earlier, it sounds like you're in on Fields. Uh, a tough game last week, but it was against Cleveland. I think you kind of tossed that out. Um I obviously watched the Niners Arizona game. Arizona gets no pressure on the quarterback and Fields is really good when he has time, when he has time to throw, time to run. Um, he becomes really dangerous. I think this is a great matchup for Fields. It's a perfect matchup. Uh, you said it. Arizona doesn't have a sack in the last three weeks. Um, like, they just Purdy just stood back there and threw. Like right. I, I, the Niners' offense is a different, you know, different than most. But like Arizona put no pressure on them. Right, and I actually, I kind of, I know Fields is a polarizing quarterback. I actually like Fields. I still think he has potential to be a top quarterback. Maybe a little bit of a hot take here, but I don't think he's that far away from being like a Jalen Hurts type. He's not right. there yet, but I, I think that's he has a, that's that a, type that's a of fairly, That's a fairly warm take. Yeah. Um, 
I've just I, I've seen the, the Bears have looked better in the last month, and yeah, yeah. this is about as as good of a spot as they're going to get. So I know it's going to be popular, but there are ways to get different. Um, really like a, a Fields DJ Moore stack. Yeah, um, you you should talk about golf though because that one from a leverage point of view probably makes more sense. Yeah, it's just you. I mean, he, had, he obviously had the huge game last week, 278 yards, five touchdowns against Denver. You look at his indoor games, he has an 8.1 yards per attempt and 21 touchdowns in nine indoor games. Outdoors in five games, 6.5 YPA, five touchdowns total in five games. He's a different player indoors. Uh, Minnesota's been good versus quarterbacks, but it's an interesting spot. They blitz a lot. If you get there on Goff with the blitz, he gets trouble. But if they pick up the blitz, he kills the blitz if they don't get there. So you bet, if you're going to blitz him, you better get there. And it's a weird mix, too. Like, they play a lot of cover three and a lot of cover two. Goff sucks versus cover two, but lights up cover three. Amon Ra also, like, lights up cover three. So it's a weird mix of, like, he does some things really well against what Minnesota does, some things really poorly. Um, I just think indoors, I think Detroit uh, kind of hit a reset last week. I think that they're going to they, they, they're play better. Uh, they really had a lull there for a while. I also think this game can get back and forth. I think Vic Mullins can do enough to, to pressure Detroit, maybe get a little bit high-scoring game here. Um I just think it, it works really well because everybody's going to play fields a lot. And everybody, I said, there's going to be a lot of Mullins, but I think a lot of people are going to play fields. And then you go just two, $200 cheaper, a much, much lower owned uh, golf. I really like, I really like this game. I like playing uh, golf with Amonroy. You can play golf with Laporta. There's different stacking options there. Um, you know, he, he's got a, a running back in Gibbs who can take any swing pass for, to the house. Um, I just like the mixer. I think it's, I think, I think uh, Lions Vikings is a game that I want a, a lot of parts of. Yep. Me too. Um, <clears throat> Just Gibbs, hardly anybody's going to play Gibbs. I think that's a, a, a great leverage play this week, given his ceiling. Same with Laporta. After three touchdowns with Laporta yeah. or from Laporta last week, pretty much no one's going to click him now that he's the highest-priced tight end. Uh, so, yeah, that game just makes so much sense, especially if you want some exposure to the popular Vikings pieces like Chandler. Yeah, I think the interesting, and you could go. Uh, you the thing with golf is you can play Chandler on that one. Like you just you want to get different. And if you play Fields and more, it's hard. Maybe maybe you don't want to go Chandler because they. Uh, you know, I know it's a different game, but you know maybe this can be too popular. But if you go Goff and Amonra, Goff and Laporta, I think you're different enough there. You can easily play Chandler, and it's lock. It, it's kind of locks right into that game stack pretty nicely too. Um, and you, I think you can play you can play golf uh, golf on one of the receivers in Jefferson too. You can get there with the with the, the golf's a little bit cheaper than the top quarterbacks. Uh, Amon Ross cheaper than the top receivers. Uh, that's a stack you can't get there with. It works better than the than the DAC CD Tyreek, which we kind of proved before it doesn't really work. Um, what about cheaper quarterbacks? You mentioned Mullins. Before we get to Mullins, uh, Baker Mayfield was awesome last week in Lambeau. Three eighty one, four touchdowns, perfect passer rating. First time ever a visiting quarterback did that in Lambeau. Um, Jacksonville, who they play this week, has allowed a top 12 quarterback in five of six weeks. Jackson was allowing 8.4 yards per tap last six weeks. This is a good spot. I really would prefer it if, if Lawrence was playing. I think it's going to be a fun game back and forth. But uh, can you get to Baker at all at 6,000? He's got good weapons now. Rashad White out of the backfield, Evans and Godwin. Godwin's woken up the last two weeks. Uh, can you get to Baker at all, kind of in the mix between the top guys and getting, to getting down low to Mullins? Yeah, I could get to Baker. I, I agree. I, I'd like – Lawrence to play me too um, and I don't think he's going well, to unfortunately yeah um doesn't seem like it so then it seems like it would be harder for Baker to get there if if the Jaguars can't you know keep up but he's only 6k so yep. he still could get there on efficiency they should have plenty of 
good opportunities in that game if if Lawrence is out. Um, yeah, I think I have some interest in Edwin's or sorry in Evans and Godwin. So <laughs> I like I like Edwin's just playing both together yeah. and Edwin's. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think both those guys are good plays this week. I don't think either is going to be too popular. So yeah, I think that stack makes a lot of sense. So talk to me about Nick, Nick Mullins. He's down here at 5,300. You mentioned before you think he's going to be the most popular uh, quarterback. Uh, 303 yards, two touchdowns last week. You mentioned the two crippling turnovers. That's the Nick Mullins experience. We know it well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lions have struggled the last eight weeks against quarterbacks. They've allowed a quarterback, a top 12 quarterback in six of eight weeks. They allowed uh, 8.2 yards per attempt in that stretch. Uh, do you like Mullins? Or just the cheap factors, a little bit of both. Uh, where do you follow him? I, I assume, do you stack him with Hawkinson? Do you stack him with Jefferson? Uh, what are you doing in the, in the lineups you're playing Nick Mullins? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. He's He can sling it a little bit, and he's cheap. Um, and the Lions, you mentioned it, haven't been great. Yeah, they have the third worst graded pass coverage in the league this season, and yeah, it's led to quarterbacks having big games against them. Um, it's a tough one. Last week, Mullins was on that little three-game slate where there were it seemed like no good quarterback options well, Goff ended up being a great quarterback option. But anyways, I ended up talking myself into Mullins after a lot of debate. He was only 5K and really happy about it for a while until Goff went and threw five touchdowns. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, again, I think the question for a lot of people, just cash games, I think Fields and Mullins are for sure going to be the most popular quarterbacks. And it's an interesting question of do you play like a Fields and DJ Moore or you can play Mullins and Jefferson, and then you have $600 still. Uh, it, it's a tough question. I don't know. I think, yeah, he's good value for 5300 Mullins. So, you know, he doesn't need to do a lot, especially in cash games. Like, if he gets you 20 points, that should be good, uh, unless you, you see, like, a 40-point ceiling from Fields or something. Yeah, you know, I like Mullins, but I, 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 I kind of leaning Fields at this point. I don't know. I don't necessarily think there's a wrong answer. I think Mullins gets there as long as he plays the whole game. But I do think there's a benching risk with him. I think he could throw two bad picks in the first half and they bring in, they say like, hey, let's just check out what we have with Jaron Hall here. That is the only risk to me. I think if he plays the whole game, they're going to throw it enough. He'll chuck it enough. He'll make enough plays that he gets there. I think there is a small bench. It's a small risk, but it is a real risk with uh, with Mullins. I think a couple bad picks, they could be like, okay, this is uh, – that's, that's a good point. I know they've said everything publicly. He's our guy right now. But, yeah, I think that um, the two bad picks were bad last week, and there was or there, were, there was like some murmurs like, we, we get him out of here. I think two bad picks mm. early. They get down Detroit. They could they could do that. I don't think they will, but like that's the that's the one little lingering thing in my head. with My one concern with Mullins that, that, that there is a little a, a bit of a benching risk. Yeah, that's a good point. Um not that this in, comes into it, but it just he had two of the worst QB sneaks I've ever seen last week. Could have dude, won the game are, with those are horrible. Those were horrible. I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. I like anyway. take that, take just take that play out of the playbook. Like just let's like <laughs> not run that. Those are terrible. Like he took a step back and he one thing when he dropped, like I was like, what are you doing? It was, it was yeah. so bad. Um last guy in here before we jump out to running backs, uh Joe Flacco is 5,500 in this range. I didn't think we'd be talking about Joe Flacco in week 16, but here he is again, multiple touchdowns in all three of his starts. He has 311 and 374 the last two weeks. Uh, Amari is playing really well with him. Houston is better against the run than the pass. This matchup's pretty good. They've allowed uh, over eight point yards per attempt since week seven. Um, I assume nobody will have Flacco because people will have Mullins, maybe some Baker in this range. Can you get to Joe Flacco at all? And I don't know if I can, but I think he's a really good play. 
Yeah, just based on everything what you what you said. In uh, in, in, a, in late in the season, weather affecting games, he's indoors. Um, you know, I wish CJ Stroud was playing to uh, it would like maybe like a little more a little more of a shootout. Um, but you know, Case Keenum might be able to throw up a couple stats. Um, I I kind of like uh, Flacco fifty five hundred. I think that uh, a lineup with him instead of uh, instead of Mullins gets pretty interesting to me. Is a, is it just kind of a a leverage play against someone who is going to be popular, but like, you know, we're not that sure Nick Mullins is going to be good. Yeah, you're right. I might be able to talk myself into getting there. Yeah. I don't know. It's a pretty good spot against Houston. You're right. You'd really like Stroud to play. Yeah. But, uh, Lacko has been throwing it well and they're never really going to have much of a running a lot. Throwing a lot. Yeah. And he's been pretty impressive to be honest. Um, I, you know, there's been so many injuries to quarterbacks this season and we've had, the rookies in there and backups in there. And it like makes Flacco stand out as one of the few guys who can actually throw it around and his, his yeah. pass catchers can put up stats, which yeah, it's crazy. Um, I think it's a good stat or yeah, I think it's a good option. It's a great matchup against the Houston defense. That's better against the run. Do you pair him with Amari or do you chase uh, Njoku after that massive game, two massive games in a row yep. from Njoku? It's the wild thing with Flacco is you have multiple options to pair him with. Like I think both work. I'd probably go Amari. He's just he's really feeding Amari the last couple of weeks. I think that I think that's probably where I go. Amari looked good last week too. But yeah, Joku looked like a monster. Like he's making big plays at key points and catching the ball over guys and running over people. Like and Joku looks like the guy we thought he'd be four years ago when everybody wanted to draft him. Whatever it was three years ago. Um, that's a weird thing with Flacco is you can play you can play with multiple guys. Like I never I never thought we'd get there with this offense, but uh, you know here we are. Uh, let's jump into running backs. First note from our sponsor at Odds Are. Are you ready to revolutionize your sports betting approach? Begin with a two-week free trial at oddsr.com. That's O-D-D-S-R.com. Where cutting-edge AI technology sharpens your edge in the betting game. Benefit from our proven two-year track record, boasting a 60% accuracy rate and impressive 10% ROI. The Odds Are AI meticulously sifts through extensive data to reveal high-value, green-value plays, guiding you towards smarter betting decisions, and it's not just about numbers. The Odds Are app is ex- exceptionally user-friendly, crafted to be your go-to betting advisor right at your fingertips. Jumpstart your journey to betting smarter and more successfully. Simply visit the iOS or Google Play store, download the Odds Are app, and step into a world of confident betting. Your path to a more strategic, more strategic betting experience starts with a two-week free trial. Download today where smart strategy triumphs over luck. OddsR.com. This Rotowire podcast is brought to you by my favorite meal kit, Factor. I gave Factor a try, and I can tell you firsthand, eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every meal arrives fresh, not frozen, and they're chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. Every week, you'll have over 35 different options to choose from, and there's something for every diet, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto, and there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after those wellness goals. One of my favorite things about Factor is the convenience. We're talking meals that are good to go in two minutes or less. You can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. There's no prep, there's no mess, no cooking, no cleanup, none of that. It's perfect if you have a busy lifestyle and you can't dedicate an hour-plus each day to preparing lunch or preparing dinner. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Factor also offers options for every meal, pancakes, smoothies, you name it. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, dinner, whatever you need, Factor has it. Factor is also tailored to your schedule, so you can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. 
Plus, you could pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. We've done the math. We've run the numbers over here. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be both nutritious and delicious. Head over to factormeals.com slash rotowire50 and use the code rotowire50. That'll get you 50% off your order. That's code rotowire50 at factormeals.com slash rotowire50 to get 50% off today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Uh, let's talk running backs, uh, Ryan. Weird running back week. We mentioned earlier, uh, 7,400 is the most expensive running back on a, on a, on a full slate, like a nine-game slate. Uh, that is pretty wild. We have uh, Rashad White, 7,400. We have the two Miami guys here, 7,300 for Raheem Mostert, 20 touchdowns. Crazy stat. Devon A. Chan, 7,100. Jonathan Taylor, 7,200. Jameer Gibbs, 7,000. Those are the guys over 7,000. Um who do you like most? What are you doing here? This is a straight, it's a strange week when these are the top, uh, top five guys on the, on the slate. Yeah, it is. Um, for cash games, I think it's pretty straightforward. White Rashad white um, projects the best out of these guys seems the safest out of all these guys. Just obviously he has the best role and a great matchup. Um, so I think, Rashad White will be relatively popular uh, in cash games and tournaments. I think a lot of people will probably just start Rashad White, Ty Chandler. Yeah. Um, just skip down to Chandler for a second. He's going to be the most popular running back in all formats, I would imagine. He's a lock for cash games. I think games. it's an exceptionally large percentage. Are we talking like uh, – we're not uh, talking, obviously, Zach Moss a few weeks ago, but like in the 40s and 50s cash, cash game kind of percentage? Yeah, in cash games, I think more than that. But in okay. tournaments, it won't be like as crazy as the Zach Moss stuff. We have a couple other cheap running backs. I think in cash, it's probably just a no-brainer. Um, but back to those top guys, I do have some interest in Gibbs for tournaments because I think he yep. has a ceiling and he's not going to be owned, and we, we like that game. Um, those Miami guys are just so tough. I think it could be an okay spot for one of them after we saw what James Cook did. I don't know if that was – an anomaly or if 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 that could happen again um i know mostert's been missing practice but i think he's fine they've just been they called it veterans rest or something yeah. um but if you 
yeah, so it seems like both those guys are good to go. I never really know which one to pick. Taylor, I think Taylor's an interesting op- option for tournaments. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What, what do you think about that range? Uh, I like White the most, too. I think, you know, it's a tougher matchup. Jacksonville's pretty good against the run, but, I mean, he, they're bad against running by side of the backfield. He's, he's been doing that well lately. Um, 108 yards per game the last nine games. He's been really good, uh, not only in terms of, like, the eye test and how he's looked, but then the usage has been really good. They, they're just, they're just they let him touch the ball. Um, that offense is rolling right now. Obviously, they played really well last week. I like White there. I have a weird Devin uh, HN vibe this week. I think that uh, I think McDaniel's going to figure out a way. Their their offensive line's beat up, which concerns me against Dallas's defensive line. But I think they're going to I think they're going to figure out a way to get HN some ball the ball in space. He only has twelve touches in each of the last two games, but um, he still does a lot with those touches. I think it's like sixty three and seventy one yards, like always effective. Um, I think we see a big a big Devin HN play this week. I think he will be very very low percent owned. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Um, does he get enough touches to put up a ceiling? I don't know, but you're right. He might not need that many if he hits some yeah. big plays. It's a it's a risky tournament play. He's a guy that could get you know ten touches and fifty yards, and you're like, oh, this is terrible for the price. But man, I think that uh, I think in this game, as we, we talked about, it's tough to figure out exactly how to play it. But there's got to be points in this game. There's too many talented players. Um, I think he's a guy that's getting the ball in his hand. I, I do like him this week. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, you mentioned is the, is a tough one here. Cause I think if he was fully healthy, that'd be kind of the automatic uh, guy here at 7,200. Um, you know, there's, but my stat still holds no rushing touchdowns against Atlanta all year long. It's, uh, there's still, uh, still no running backs to go to rushing touchdown against. We tend to like three weeks ago. It's kind of a joke. Like I can't believe this is happening, but every week it's still, no one keeps scoring. Uh, I think I need Moss to be out. You mentioned that earlier, but 7,200, he fully Taylor fully practiced, uh, yesterday, Thursday. Um, I think that he has the highest ceiling of this range, but I think I prefer Rashad White. I think I'm going to go A-chan over him, too. Yeah, I like that. I, I can't believe that stat still about the Falcons. Like, <laughs> is anybody going to score on them this season? Like, at some uh, point, get to the two-yard line, just run the ball. Just kill that stat. Right. I mentioned, too, like, their defensive line grades out bat pretty poorly. Like, it, it, this is supposed to be a pretty good spot, actually, for Taylor. For Taylor. But, yeah, I don't know. They, they've been decent enough, I guess. So the interesting range, I think, this week is this 6,000 range. We talked about there's some guys in the sevens that we do like. I think people are going to have Taylor and White. Um, people are going to have some of the Miami guys, um, although I think A-Chan will be pretty low. But there's, and there's some guys in the 5,000. We'll talk about them in a second. There are three names in the 5,000. I think they're going to be relatively popular with, with Chandler being obviously the most popular. But that leaves the 6,000 range. You mentioned before you think a lot of people are going to just go White and Chandler and kind of move on. I do, too. So this 6,000 range becomes a range, but I don't think anybody's going to jump into this heavily. We've got Derrick Henry, 6,800, coming off the most inefficient game in the history of the NFL. And I say that with uh, complete facts. Lowest number of yards ever for someone who had 20 touches in an NFL game. He had 10 yards total. That is an insanely awful game, um, but a great matchup against Seattle's run D. Uh, Tony Pollard, 6,700. Travis Etienne, 6,600. Aaron Jones, 64. Bijan, 63. Kenneth Walker, who looked awesome on Monday night at 62. These are guys that are... Big names, guys that bigger names that than the guys above them, at least to start the year. These are all guys who have been in the seven thousands in their career. These are guys who have put up big games. Um, can you find someone in this range that you really, really like to uh, to play the low percentage, uh, high talent guy that that'll work out in here? I think um, I think I think someone's going to find someone in this range and he's going to win tournaments this week. I think it's going to be the range that someone's going to someone's going to pop big and whoever has them is going to win. Yeah, I I think I think you're right. I'm not sure who that is, unfortunately. I, um, I'm not either. <laughs> I think I do think the pop, popular construction for cash games will be three running backs. I think. Okay. Um, 
two two guys yeah. in the fives with white, or a guy in here with white? Yeah, pro- probably. Okay. You know, I, unless you always get a few people click Bijan. You know, he has a good projection. He he's yeah. down to sixty three hundred. Um, so I think he might end up being the most popular in this low six k range. I think people will still click on Brees Hall for for the matchup. Um, yeah, you may, Kenneth Walker did look pretty good, and nobody's going to play him here against Tennessee. It's not the greatest matchup, but I get it. I, I don't know. Like I, I'm having trouble. Like Etienne, I don't really want to click Etienne if if Lawrence doesn't start. Um, Etienne's been mm, quietly really bad too. Yeah, he has. He's one of those guys. Um, if he doesn't, if he doesn't score, he gives you nothing. Like he has, he has over fifty six yards once since week five. Like I, I just, I feel more likely to drop down a little bit more. Um, Chuba Hubbard is going to be relatively popular for 5,700 at home against the Packers. I I could see people landing there for cash games. There's another 5k guy too. I don't know, Scott, give me the 6k guy though. I don't, none of these guys like jump off the page for me. Yeah, I can't, uh, I can't play Derrick Henry. I know that he has the two touch upside, but if you know, Levis might not play great matchup, but I just, he looks so bad this week. I just don't know if they're going to ride him. They're out of the playoffs, essentially. I just don't know if they're going to, like, are they going to really want to feed him 28 times, which is what you need when you play Derek Henry. He's awesome when he does that, and he just wears teams down. But I can't get there there. Um, the, the one guy I do like this week is, is Kenneth Walker at, at Tennessee. He would not be this cheap if his Monday night stats had been in there. 6,200, he looked really good, too. Like, he was cutting, and that, that touchdown where he wound around the defense and scored in the corner was awesome. 112 total yards. Most important thing to me is like he had been splitting. Uh, he split carries the week before with Charbonnet when he, when Walker came back off injury. He had eighty five percent of the backfield touches last week. Like they they needed that game last week. They need this game this week. The Rams have already won this week. Uh, Seattle really needs to keep pace with them in the wild card race. Tennessee, uh, while the matchup doesn't seem as good, they've allowed a running back one in five of the last six games. Devin Singletary had 170 total yards and a touchdown on them last week. And that would have been more if that the, the touchdown in overtime had counted. Like he had a big play in overtime. They got called back before uh, before um, Houston ended up uh, winning the game late. But uh, I like Walker a lot at 6,200 this week. Uh, Geno's going to be back. I think that you know helps the cause too. Uh, you know, I drew, I know Drew Locke had that drive last week, but you know, obviously give me Geno there. Um, I think Bijan right 6,300 helps that uh, people will kick him or Brees Hall instead. Uh, I really like Walker a lot at 6,200. I think I'm going to play him a bunch. I'm sold. I'm I'm sold. Yeah. So yeah. So many good points there. Bijan and Brees Hall will be more popular above and yeah. below him. I might get Tannehill starting for the Titans, uh, yeah. which I don't know. I, I, I have no idea if that's good or bad. Talk to me. Uh, you're the Packers fan. Talk to me real quick before we jump out of this range about, about Aaron Jones. If, if AJ Dillon's out again, um, they eased Jones in last week. He only had 29 snaps, but he had 19 touches on those snaps. So like when he was in, they gave him the ball. Um, I know Carolina's kind of weirdly good against the run lately. They're, they're a weird team to figure out. Like they play pretty good defense, just horrible offense. Should be a good game script. You think that the Packers, they're what they're five five point favorites in this game, should have the lead even on the road. Uh, can you get to Aaron Jones at all? Who's an, obviously a talented guy for sixty four hundred in a good game, in a good matchup game script, etc. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I, I actually think it's a pretty good play if Dylan is out. Uh, I do too. It, it, a good play if he sees 20 touches for sure. And you have all the Packers receivers banged up. seems like Watson's going to miss again. Reed hasn't practiced yet this week. Yeah. Yeah. If Dylan's out, it's a great matchup. Um, I've tried, tried to 
attack this Carolina team with quarterbacks and receivers in the past. And that just doesn't really work. They just, they slog games down. It's just every game with them is ugly. So it just, yeah, it, it it makes me lean towards Jones. I think that's another really good call. I think I, uh, I like, I like Walker and Jones this range and I don't think anybody really is going to play them. No. And that's, that's like the number one reason to play them. And they may even be better than the off, like just better plays than the options that are going to be more chalky. I think, uh, I think flipping the uh, white Chandler uh, backfield to a Jones Walker backfield for essentially the same price as a couple hundred bucks off. I think is really interesting, especially in a tournament. Yeah, that's a great call. Honestly, I'm going to look into that. That's a great way to stack. Uh, that's a great way to use a Fields, DJ yep. Moore, Trey McBride, uh, chalk stack. Yeah, that's, that's my uh, my answer to the chalk stack. I was gonna say it again is is to switch up those running backs and you get two guys in the middle range and you don't play the high guy or the low guy. I think it works out really well. Yeah, I love that call. Uh, real quick, I want to jump to receivers, but uh, we talked about the three running backs that are down here. Uh, Chuba Hubbard's fifty seven hundred, uh, another twenty four touch game. Ty Chandler's down here, obviously off the huge game. He's fifty six hundred against Detroit. Uh, tougher matchup this week. Detroit is pretty tough against running backs, but he had 96% of the backfield touches. I don't think Madison's going to play, but even if he does, I think they go to Chandler, but I'd like Madison not to play, uh, you know, just to make it even easier. And then Devin Singletary mentioned him. We are talking about uh, the getting against Tennessee, 5,500. He had 30 touches last week. He had, uh, what, 170 yards, and that one touchdown came off the board. Uh, da- Damian Pierce is not involved at all. I think he has five touches in two weeks. Uh, the Browns are kind of middle of the road against running backs, uh, kind of middle of the road against yards per carry and running back points per game. So they're really good rushing the passer, but you can kind of get there. Uh, but Singletary is over 100 yards rushing in three of six. He's been really heavily used. Uh, three guys down here. I think they all have some ownership. Um, I assume Chandler's your favorite, but uh, talk to me real quick about these three guys. Yeah. If you didn't, if without taking ownership into account, I think I would feel safest with Chandler. Um, but yeah, Green, you, Green you Bay can't Green Bay can't stop the run, right? Yeah, like it's a really good spot for Chuba, and yeah. his numbers for Singletary are crazy. So uh, for tournaments, it's might be a pretty good idea to to get off Chandler. Um, I know that you know those other guys will carry some ownership, but I don't think it's going to be close to what Ty Chandler's will be. Yeah, I, I do you have a strong lean uh, for one of these guys. Uh, I think mine's. I like. I like how it's weird because I like all three, but I, I I can't get away from Chandler. I, I do like him, but I think mine is Chuba Hubbard. I I know this offense is horrible, but um, you know he has he has uh, ninety two yards in each of the last four games. He has ninety three touches the last four games. Like he's just heavily involved. Twenty four touches last week, one hundred three yards. Green Bay's allowing five point one yards per carry the last six weeks with six rush touchdowns allowed. Um, I think the matchup's good. I just you you hate to play anyone this offense, but I think that he's just gonna get. I think 20-plus touches are pretty much locked in if he stays healthy all game. And 5,700 on, on a nice kind of pivot from a guy who's going to be uber popular right below him, um, I think works really well. I do like Chuba Hubbard a lot this week. Yeah, I do too. I mean, if he if he got 20-plus – keeps getting 22, 25, 23 yeah. carries. Like, that's just so good for that salary. Um, if he can find a way to score, like, it almost automatically works with 20 touches. Yep. That's – yep. You could Brandon, just live yeah. in that 5K range, you know, you, this week. I, I think building with two of these guys works too. Like there's a lot of different ways to go. And that kind of leads me into receiver. Let's uh, let's jump over there. But first note from our sponsor at Splash Sports. 
Rotowire is proud to partner with Splash Sports for the 2023 fantasy football season. Splash Sports empowers gaming commissioners to earn by creating contests. Commissioners can set up contests, add their style, and enjoy the evolving Splash Sports platform for customized preferences. From daily to season-long contests, Splash Sports caters to various playing styles such as DFS, Pick X, and Traditional Survivor. And unlike traditional sportsbooks, Splash Sports pits you against friends and family, not the house. Splash goes beyond betting, a space where friends can connect, strategize, and share in the excitement of sports. Rotowire will be running weekly DFS tiers contests on Splash Sports all season long. Can you beat the Rotowire experts? Visit rotowire.com slash splash to enter today. So we've kind of hit the two expensive running backs, but I'll recap here. We got Tyreek Hills, 9,600. CeeDee Lamb's 9,200. Amon Ra, 8,200. Justin Jefferson, 8,100. Um, I think we've kind of broken down all four of these guys already. Uh, I want to talk about Jefferson real quick, though. He was not seven of 84 last week and 10 targets. Like the, the yards per target was not very good. And, like, it, there's a little bit of Nick Mullins in there, but we talked about before he'll chuck it around. I think he's gonna make some mistakes, but you want to running, you want a quarterback that's going to force the ball in your receiver. 10 targets, I think was a really good uh, sign for Jefferson looks fully healthy. Um, great matchup too. wide receiver ones have done really well against Detroit. Um, I think I like Amon Ron Jefferson almost as much as the top two guys week, which sounds kind of crazy, but I think I do. Yeah, I do too. Uh, and I think most people will think that, you know, they're both, they're both one K or more cheaper than these two top guys. It's, it's why I'm trying to talk myself into Tyreek Hill. Uh, he's going to be less popular than CD and way less popular than Jefferson and Amon Ra as well. You just never get that opportunity with Tyreek. He's always been the most, popular receiver in the expensive range basically every week um so like just for that reason i'm trying to talk myself into it but it's tough like if you're just looking at those price tags uh in a vacuum without considering other stuff yeah clearly jefferson and aman ra are, are better plays you know Dallas plays a lot of man-to-man defense, and Tyreek absolutely murders man defense. So that is, if you wanted to get there, uh, you've got the you got the injury kind of you could tweak something again, risk. But um, if Dallas is going to stick with that man defense, maybe they switch it up. Uh, I don't think you can guard Tyreek kill man-to-man flat out. Nope, me either. Um, the Jefferson, you know, it worries me a little that Addison had such a big game last week. Hawkinson can always be involved. Yeah, like. I'm, I don't know. He like Jefferson's going to be the most popular of these expensive receivers, okay. so he's a good play. I'm ju- I'm just trying to. How you know, uh, how popular is Amon Ra? You think? I think h- half as popular as Jefferson. Okay. Yeah, I so, think like, Jefferson just good like, leverage. Jefferson fifteen hundred less than the most expensive receiver. Something you don't really see very often. He's always the top guy. Um, I think I agree there. And part of it, part of it is. People are going to play Mullins, so that's just going to drag Jefferson along, and his ownership yeah. is going to climb because of Mullins. And it's easy to play him because Mullins is so cheap, right? the uh, The seven thousands is a, it was a it was a big range last couple weeks, kind of a down range this week. We have Jalen Waddle seventy hundred off the big game we talked about last week. Like if Tyreek sets, Waddle becomes really interesting. He was really good. He has a thirty seven percent target share with no Hill on the field, twenty four percent with Hill on the field. Like it's it's vastly different. Mike Evans, seventy six hundred, had the touchdown last week. Um, you know, we talked about uh, we talked about Baker maybe being a play earlier, so that works there. Michael Pittman, seventy four hundred, uh, really looked really good. Has been huge target monster. Uh, was looking really good before he injured last week. Obviously, he can clear clear the concussion protocol. I could talk. I think it helps a little bit. They played Saturday, gives them an extra day. I think that helps a lot there. Um, these three guys are in the seven thousands. You plan? Do you see yourself playing any of the three? Um, I'm not going to play Waddle. Not not that he. 
he's his salary's uh, at a season high point now. And you mentioned with he just hasn't had big games with Tyreek. I think they're yeah. few and far between. That um, was his the the big touchdown last week is his first catch over thirty five yards all season long, which is crazy to me in that offense. Did you see that clip of Mc, McDaniel's like calling it out? Be, no, it that's awesome. Down the sidelines, yeah, great, great soundbite of I, McDaniel's I, on the sideline. I love McDaniel. He's so fun. Yeah, he is. He's great. He's talking about like it's going to be a one play drive right here. Waddles. He calls out everything, and then it just that's happens awesome. exactly like it. Yeah, it was, I'm gonna, it I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check that. I haven't watched the hard knocks from this week, but I gotta check that out. Yeah, um, Pittman, I like Pittman, um, but I think he's going to end up being pretty popular, so I could fade him for that reason. I also think uh, usually it's kind of a tough matchup for number ones against Terrell on the Falcons. Um, Pittman's just been getting so many targets, though, and he gets so many sort of easy-ish short targets that really add up to fantasy points in in PPR-based scoring, so... Yeah, I understand why Pittman projects so well. I might just fade him if he's going to be popular. Um, no one's going to play Mike Evans. I think that's a good tournament play. I could get yeah. there if I played Baker. Um, but, yeah, you know, right below that, do have a lot of interest in DJ Moore at 6,900. Yeah, I think, I think Moore's going to be really popular. She's 900. Arizona struggles against wide receivers all year long. He was uh, Moore was a little bit quiet last week, but, like, if you're going to give me a quiet game, which still has eight targets, I think that's, that's golden. That was against Cleveland. Uh, I think DJ Moore is – Easily the best guy in this range for me, 6,900. Uh, we've got DK at 6,700. We have Amari Cooper off the big game at 64. Uh, we got Calvin Ridley, who kind of I think would be interesting at 6,900, except the fact that Lawrence is probably not going to play, and I just don't think I want to play anybody with Beathard, to be honest. Uh, but Ridley had 12 targets last week. They were super inefficient, but 12 targets for the talented guy is always good. Godwin, 12 targets, 10-155 last week. I did not think we are going to get a 150-yard game from Chris Godwin uh, this season. He's 6,200. He had not been a – Top 30 wide receiver in like six weeks before that. And you got Addison down here. You got uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, who do you like in the 6,000s outside of the DJ Moore? Kind of kind of obvious. I think we both really like that play. Um, yeah, I really like DJ Moore. Like Amari Cooper. Uh, we yeah, mentioned me too. Flacco and Cooper. I don't think Cooper's going to be that popular. And he can put up a ceiling in this spot. Uh, yeah, Godwin. Godwin, it was funny because – people didn't think he was going to play. Like he didn't practice all week. And that was one of those that you had to wait to see if he was active. Like, a, I, uh, uh, I sat, I sat him in a couple of leagues. It was, uh, it was not, uh, not a good feeling. Yeah. And then he goes off for 10 for one fifty five or, or whatever it was. Um, every yeah. time I look, every time I looked up or flipped on the game in Lambo, he was making a catch. It was, it was quite infuriating. But I, I like Chris Godwin. It was good to see, but like, it was yeah frustrating that I finally benched him. Very frustrating. Um, I don't think, I think he's a pretty good option this week because I don't think he'll be that popular. So I think if 20, somebody wanted to go. Last week, he had 11 targets week four, too. So he has 23 targets last two weeks. It seems like they uh, last couple weeks are making a point to get him uh, get him some targets. Yeah, and it's a pretty good spot for one of these bucks to have a good game uh, if if Beathard is in there. Uh, yeah, just like get, get if CJ can just get to like seven, not even like 14, 17 points, like it could be, I think Tampa, the Tampa guys are going to be really good. Yes, me too. Um DK, I think he'll get forgotten about. I don't, I just don't think I can get there. May, I don't know. May, you have hell any thoughts on that? Of, I just think it's a hell of a matchup. Detroit has really struggled against wide receiver ones and outside receivers. Um, and he's targeted much higher with, with Gino than with Locke. The stats uh, look good there. Um, I really like DK this week, too. I always like DK. I'm a DK guy. I think that he's a really, really interesting pivot to, to Moore because I think Moore is going to be 
way, way more popular. And I think the DK is uh, quietly in a really good setup here. And he's expensive enough where I don't think people will really click him. He was kind of dull last week at 70 yards, but no touchdowns. Um, I think people are going to like Amari more and DJ more, more. That sounded good. Um, but yeah, I'd really like DK this week. I think that I'm going to, uh, I'm going to play him in some lineups too. I think it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. Cause yeah, no one else is really going to play him. He was big on that game winning drive. He was uh, that, that, that catch on the sideline was, that was a crazy good throw by Locke too. Yep. Uh, what about in the five thousands? Uh, usually I like this range. I really don't this week. Um, you know, Garrett Wilson's here, 5,800 Josh Downs, Maybe if, if Pittman misses, but he's not that cheap. If Pittman misses, I think that'd be a, a pretty big play. Uh, Romeo Dubs, uh, if if Watson and Reed sit, but you know he hasn't topped 100 yards all year, 70 yards once. Like he has to score to work. Only had three targets last week. Uh, Noah Brown down here too. If uh, if Neil Collins is out, he had 11 targets from Case Keenum last week. And then the the one that's interesting to me, and I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, Drake London is kind of uh, this whole Atlanta offense all over the place. London was awesome two weeks ago horrible last week two for 24 only three targets how he gets three targets in a game i know it was raining i know the weather was bad but like come on that's that's just bad that's just bad decision making right there by everybody involved um taylor heineke's probably better for him than desmond ritter um i think london's probably my favorite guy in here i like a little low no brown if collins is out but uh what are you doing in the fives because i wasn't super fired up about this this range at all i'm not super fired up about it either but i and i think london is my favorite guy as well i remember I remember McLaurin had a few big games with with Heineke as his quarterback. Uh, so I think London can d- do that for 5,100 for sure. Uh, I tried it with Romeo Dobbs last week. I thought he did too. I thought he was a great GPP play because Reed was just going to be massive chalk. And yeah, you, like you said, he got three targets. Like I, I couldn't believe that without Watson out or without Watson in there and running backs banged up, still no Musgrave. Like, yeah, that was disheartening i don't know if i i could i could maybe go back to him if watson and reed were both out but again we talked about this spot against carolina it just hasn't led to big games for quarterbacks and receivers yep too often um i I, nico collins i he said he's good to go um i don't probably takes me off of noah brown but uh i guess i still get it with brown maybe it doesn't since uh, since we're in this range, question in the chat: uh, Someone's looking for a place for Keenan Allen. Would you go Jaden Reed? No, I don't think he's going to play. Uh, Curtis Samuel, Romeo Dubs, or is it Dubs or Dobbs? I always mess that up. I think it's Dobbs, but I, I Dobbs. go back and forth because I hear everyone yeah. else like. I, it's one of- I think it's Romeo Dobbs. <laughs> yeah. um, or pick up or pick up Noah Brown. Do you have a strong feeling in, in that group? Um, well, if Jaden Reed's active, I would play Jaden Reed. Um, uh, I fully agreed. I don't think he's gonna be active, but I, I would fully agree there. If he's not, I think I'm going Noah Brown of that range, but, um, uh, you know what? I'm going, I'm changing my mind. I'm going Curtis Samuel of that range. I think the targets are there. Um, it's a tough matchup against the jets, but I think I'm going Curtis Samuel in that range. I take it back, man. I, if Watson and Reed are out, I would have to take another chance on Dobbs. I would just, I'd have to do it. Um, speaking of Reed, though, for DFS, I know we'll we'll have to wait on this news today, but it's only Thursday. Um, Reed yeah. projects as the best play in the 5K range, um, and he did it for people last week as chalk. And if he ends up active, I think he's going to be popular again. Uh, I think it's a fine play for cash games, but that's chalk that I could get off in tournaments. 
Yeah, I think you're. I think right. If, you read, if Reed plays, he's going to be. He's the guy in this range. I just, I kind of have the impression that he's not going to. But yeah, if he does, at 5400, he's he's pretty solid there. Uh, real quick here, we've gone a little bit long on some of these guys, but under 5,000, um, there are two plays I am most interested in this week. But I'm gonna let you start under 5,000. Uh, we just mentioned Curtis yeah. Samuel. He's 4800, playing well. But uh, who do you like down here in this in this range? I kind of like JSN for 4500. Uh, hell of a ca- hell of a catch to win the game last week. By the way, that was a great play. That was awesome. Yeah, hell of a catch to win the game. I just uh, wish I would wish he could fully unleash because I think he's just really good. Me too. Uh, if, yeah, so I think good spot for him. Uh, Dontavian Wicks for forty three hundred. That was one of, one for, of my two right there. Six for ninety seven last week. We just talked about all the Packers injuries. That's the guy. If Watson and and Reed are out. Wicks would get gain some steam and rightfully so. Um, going a little bit cheaper. Uh, is it PJ Watt? No, that's Parker. Parker. Parker Washington. Parker yeah. Washington, the sixth rounder, rookie sixth rounder on Jacksonville. I think he's decent value. And then you mention every week Jonathan Mingo, but they continue yep. to try to get Mingo involved. He's a talented rookie. He's only 3,600. It's a pretty good matchup. Bad Packers defense in which Jair Alexander just refuses to even play anymore, even though he's probably healthy. So, yeah, I, I don't mind taking a chance on Mingo. Uh, who stands out for you? So uh, Wicks was one. He's 4,300. If, if Watson and Reed sit, I think I'm just going to have to play him. He looked really good last week. Uh, 13 targets last two weeks. I, I can always get behind Mingo, five-plus targets in six straight games. But my guy down here this week, 3,700. It is finally time to unleash him. It's Jameson Williams at 3,700 against Minnesota. Um, Career-high seven targets last week. But most importantly to me, he ran 72% of routes on 72% of the pass plays. Played more than Josh Reynolds for the first time all year. Um, the price is right. The talent is right. He's 3,700. If he doesn't do a lot, he doesn't kill you. But, man, I think this is a huge upside play. I think he's playing more. I think he's fully healthy. They know they need explosive plays. They're going to integrate him in there as they're kind of trying to figure out the playoffs. Uh, love Jameson Williams this week. 3,700. Uh, going to hit a big play and going to really be good at the, this week at the price. Thank you. I needed that. I, re- I really needed that because. Um, <laughs> Indo- indoors, high scoring game, cheap part of this game. I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's going to be, there'll be people on him, but I don't think he's going to be very popular at all anyway. Um, I love him as a player this week. I think the price is just, is just perfect for this week. Yep, me too, because I think it's going to end up being Mingo and Washington as they're not like they're going to be the most popular, at least as news stands now of the 3K guys. And I just love that Williams is sandwiched right in between them. Uh, I do, too. I I just like the fact he's playing more. If you get you give me me Jameis Williams on the field a lot at 3,700, it's just a play for me. Yes, it may not work, but man, he's just so explosive. Anytime he touches the ball, it can be a touchdown. I just I love it. Great call. Uh, tight ends. Uh, we've kind of, as we've, 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 been, we've broken down every game. So we talked about them, but, uh, you know, Laporta, Hawkinson and McBride, and I guess Evan Ingram are kind of on this first tier. Njoku's right there, but Laporta 6,400, Hawkinson 5,800, McBride 5,700. I'll separate those three. Um, I think from what we said before that we both like Trey McBride the most. I think he's the focus of that offense. Um, the Niners are really good against tight ends. He killed them. He had a 10 catches, 102 yards, 11 targets. Seemed like he was open freaking every play. Early on, I was like, dude, someone cover Trey McBride before the Niners kind of put some separation there. Chicago struggled with tight ends. Uh, I just think he's the guy in this offense for Kyler right now. Uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I, I got off him last week because of the matchup against. Uh, my, I take full, I take full, I take full fault for that. You asked me about it. I said they're great against tight ends and they weren't. Yeah, no, that that's all right. Um, you know, 
Trey McBride is almost, he's just as much of a wide receiver. I mean, honestly, yeah. you watch him out there. He's got he, some, the you know, some similar qualities that young Gronkowski had and yeah. that Travis Kelsey has. Like, he just looks like one of those types of tight ends. And it's a pretty good matchup against Chicago. Love Trey McBride. Um, I would have interest in Evan Ingram if Trevor Lawrence played, but not yeah. with Bethard. Uh, Ingram, uh, I would expect him to pick up a ton of the slack without Kirk and Jones in there. Yeah. But, yeah, I would need Trevor Lawrence to play. Uh, I think Njoku, this is a solid play. I mean, he's got yeah. 29 and 27 fantasy points in his last two games. He caught 10 of 14 targets last week. Another one of those tight ends with, with big upside. Um, you know, I mentioned a little bit, it's going to make Laporta go pretty much unowned yeah. uh, because he's 6,400. So that's a pretty good tournament play. There's, you know, there's a lot of tight end options like Hawkinson, similar Hawkinson is not going to be nearly as owned as Trey McBride. So I think he's an interesting pivot off of Jefferson in tournaments. Jake Ferguson, I really like because yep. there's about six tight ends that are going to be more popular than Ferguson. He's been really good seeing a lot of targets. Um, yeah, so I have an interest in a few of these guys. I didn't even mention Cole Komet. I have interest in Cole Komet, too, just because he's not going to be as popular as these guys. You see him with big games for 4,400 sometimes. Uh, I agree. It's one of those weird weeks where there's like six tight ends above like 4,400 where I could play. And I just think that you can, you can mix and match them. You can figure out who you want. But I think it's a week where I'm going to pay a little bit for my tight end. I think there's value elsewhere that I'm going to do it on. Uh, probably me for for me, it's McBride and Ferguson are probably my top two. Um, again, you give me a cheap part of this uh, this Cowboys Dolphins game. I I find it hard to figure out exactly how to play it. And you can give me cheap pieces. I think I think that I like that as a way to go. Um, you're right though. I think Laporta and Hawkinson. No one's gonna have those guys. The interesting stack to me would be uh, Goff, Laporta, Jamison Williams, and you you fade Amon-Ra and kind of go it that way and hope Detroit hits big, but Amon-Ra doesn't hit big. I think it's an interesting. Uh, way to do that. You can afford uh, Jefferson if you did that too. So it's an interesting way to play that game too. Um, I don't really love the cheap tight ends this week. I think Tucker Craft at 37 is probably the best one down here. He just plays a lot. I, that assuming that Luke Musgrave does not come back. I don't think he's going to this week. Um, four for 64, four for 57, a touchdown the last two weeks. Like that's a pretty good line for, for someone in three thousands. Uh, we talked about Oconquo. Uh, you know, he's just kind of always there, but he was kind of dull last week. Three for 36 hasn't scored all year. Um, I think this is a week that I'm I'm actually paying 4,900 or up. I get commit to, but 4,400 or up uh, for my tight end. I think it's a week where I'm going to pay for it. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I think you're exactly right too. I think. Do you uh, like any of the? Is there any like punt tight end? If you need some money, there's anybody we talked about. You know, if you want to play the the Dallas uh, uh, Dallas Miami expensive guys, or anybody down in the cheap range, you give to people that uh, you think kind of works in the cheap range because I don't really have hmm. one below craft. Uh, you could you know you could go with. Uh, you could go with Oconquo or um, Tyler Conklin, but like, yeah, no, not super really. Exciting. No, like I think it's kind of a losing play this week. There's just too many of those guys above 4,900 yep. where one of them is going to put up a ceiling. Like if you played Oconquo uh, last week, you got crushed by all, all the tight ends that went yep. off. Uh, you had no chance. Even like Kraft had a, a good, like four yep. for 60 and a touchdown, but the, no, you needed the other tight ends that put up 25 plus. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like on a week where, you know, there isn't McCaffrey, there isn't Josh Allen, there isn't Jalen Hurts. Like we don't really need a punt tight end that's going to yep. get us, Agreed. you know, 
seven or eight points. You want it, you you want one of those ceilings, uh, like you said, forty nine hundred and above. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna try to do that too. If I if I had to go punt tight end and you someone that needs it in their spot, I'd go Noah Fant at twenty nine hundred would be the one I'd play. Oh yeah, that's a good call. I mean, he's not great, but he's he's active and involved. He's uh, he's had uh, thirteen catches last week, and I just he can he can hit a big play. He's that kind of guy. Again, I don't want to do it, but if I had to do it, if people need a punt tight end, twenty hundred Noah Fant would be where I went. Okay. Uh, again, probably not doing it. Uh, defense, real quick. This is an interesting defense week because there are a lot of cheap. Uh, appealing plays we have so many quarterbacks that are out um there's like four defenses under three under 3500 that i like this week uh who do you like best and uh, we'll kind of see if we align there um jets i think are a really good option at home i think they're going to be very popular for for 3100 against washington they kind of uh, jump off the page of 3100 yes they do um i think if Bethard ends up starting, you could go to twenty six hundred dollars yep. Tampa Bay for sure. That's uh, that's two of my um, three right there. You got two out that I like. Yeah, I'll, I'll save the third one for you. So um, there's a team under three thousand that had in the last four weeks has twelve sacks and seventeen turnovers forced. What seventeen? Seventeen Chicago Bears twenty eight hundred <laughs> against Arizona. Arizona's allowed multiple sacks in every game since week five. Um, the Bears defense is playing really well. They, they we talked, you mentioned earlier, you made a good point. The Bears have been really a different team in the last month. And it's um, it's one of those things that I think the defense is, is part of that reason. They forced some turnovers. Um, they are, I, I couldn't believe how many turnovers they forced if you look at it in the last the last four weeks. So against uh against Cleveland, they had a fumble and three interceptions. Against Detroit, they had a fumble and two interceptions. Against Minnesota, that Dobbs game, they had two fumbles and four interceptions. And against Detroit, it was the golf three turnover game. They had a four turnover game. He had three, he had fumble himself and three interceptions. That's 17 turnovers last week. I could not believe the stat when I looked at it. They had they had won the three weeks prior to that. So it's a, there's obviously some flukiness in there. There's some fumbles, but they're forcing guys to turn the ball over. I mean, that Dobbs game and the the, the golf game, we remember that one. Uh golf had and then golf had two interceptions against them again. Uh, they're they're ball hawking right now. They're yeah. it's, some of that is fluky, and I do get that. You get tip balls, you get fumbles, but man, you give me that many turnovers in four weeks. There's some there's something to that, and uh, you know the problem with Kyler is he just kind of tucks it down and runs. But Arizona gets up a lot of sacks. The Bears will get there. Maybe you get a, maybe you get a turnover. I don't think anybody's gonna play him. I think people will have the Jets or Tampa. I think those. I think if Beathard starts, Tampa will be pretty popular at 2600. Yeah, that's a great call in Chicago, though. I don't think it, it, it hasn't all been fluky either. Montez Sweat has been amazing since yeah. they traded for him. Uh, looks like one of the best defensive ends in the league. And then Jalen Johnson is one of the best cornerbacks in the league, too. A shutdown guy. He's been great. Um, yeah, that's a really good call because the Jets and the Bucks will be the most popular. Yeah. The problem with Arizona, they're probably gonna, after last week they ran the ball so well. They're probably gonna want to run the ball a bunch. But if the Bears can score a little bit, I think they can against Arizona's defense. You make Kyler throw the ball a little bit. I think that uh, you know he threw a pick six last week to uh, to Mooney Ward, and um, yeah, I like the Bears. So I think the Jets, the Bears, and Tampa all are really good options. We talked about like not needing to punt at uh, at tight end this week. I think it's another option here that you're gonna play a cheap defense. Like I just don't think the expensive defense is working. You can play the Packers. But like we said with, with Carolina, they just kind of muck it up. Like they just, they're not going to let Bryce Young throw the ball, make a lot of mistakes. And they're 3,900. I mean, anybody against Carolina, you think that works. But like, I think I like these other defenses more. Yeah, me too. Definitely. And I just, I have a problem paying 
for the highest or for the most expensive defense when they're on the road. I mean, I know it's yeah, a fine a point, matchup too. against Carolina, but it's just, I don't know, makes it easier for me. Give me, give me a cheaper home defense, you know? Yeah. And I think like the, if you wanted to spend a little bit more, I think that Cleveland makes a little sense to 3,400 if Case Keenum plays, which is, looks like he's going to, um, you know, he'll force some balls in there too. I think the Browns defense always can get there, but um, yeah, Jets, Bears, Bucks, 31, 28, 2,600. Um, and we talked about the Jets. You mentioned they're going to be popular. They made eight sacks the last two weeks. We talked about many times here Washington gets sacked a ton. They could turn it over. Sam Howell got benched last week. Like, it was ugly in Washington. It's getting uglier. Um, I think the Jets' D probably lets out some frustration this week on the Commanders, too. Yep, I agree. I feel like for a nine-game slate, we've hit it all. There's a lot. Of, it's an interesting slate to me. I was surprised when I opened it up how many different ways there are to go in a nine-game slate. I was, it, was a, it was a tougher slate than I thought it'd be, but I think that uh, that that leads itself to a lot of uh, different builds and there's a lot of different ways to go, and hopefully we laid that out for everybody. Anything else on your mind, Ryan, before we jump out of here? Um, not specifically, but just in general, I think you made a lot of great points of, about guys that are going to be low-owned where you can get off the chalk, uh, right? Running back, you mentioned at receiver. Um, I think the ownership always condenses around a few guys and that's going to happen again. And this is a slate where these guys that aren't going to be played are basically, you know, the same options. You're not just, you're not giving up too much by playing one of these lower owned guys. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up uh, Metcalf because I think that's a really good one off, off DJ Moore. I'd love DJ Moore, but like you play Metcalf for, I don't know, a quarter of the ownership at uh, at the same, even at a lesser price. I think that uh, that works out really well too. We mentioned the the, receive, the running backs to go with Chandler. There's a lot of different ways to build this week. It's kind of a kind of a fun setup. And you can you can eschew Rashad White and Chandler, like we said, play two guys in the sixes. We mentioned the guys we like there. There's a lot of different ways to get different this week, which is which is harder to do on a, on a smaller state, but there's a lot of ways this week to do it. Yes, makes it a fun slate. It kind of it kind of is. I was surprised how much I liked it based on uh, when I first looked at it. My God, it's going to be. You know, the two high scoring games kind of be easy, but I think that I think that Cowboys Dolphins being a little bit harder to stack than I first thought it would kind of kind of opens up a lot of things. Yep. Good point. So we thank everybody for listening uh, more than anything. You know, thank everybody for listening all season long. We've really uh, enjoyed doing it. We've got uh, a couple of weeks of regular season left, but the happy holidays to everybody. We will not be back at you before uh, before the holidays. So we do uh, we we do wish everybody a happy holidays, whatever you may celebrate. Um, we'll be back at you next Friday talking about another slate. But hope everybody has a really good week sixteen. Um, take care. Hope everyone's uh, wins a bunch of money for the for the holidays this weekend. Yeah. Thanks, Scott. Good luck, everybody.